0: Suicidal Sunday podcast. Um, tonight, we are getting the season started with some regular season previews as well as a little bit of a review of the draft and the power rankings that have come out recently. Uh, we have a very special guest, the number three owner of the number three team in the power rankings, Mr. Chip Roper. Chip, what's going on, man? How are you doing, buddy? Doing good. Doing good. All right. So, let's get started. Um, the draft was a couple of weeks ago. We haven't been able to do a podcast since because, uh, shit's been busy, but, uh, so I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the draft. This is the, you know, third or fourth time that we've rented a place and really gone away. Pottsboro was a little bit further than I had planned on going, but it was kind of just work, what worked out. So I wanted to get a little feedback from you, Chip. Um, what do you think went well with the draft? Um,
1: that was actually, uh, one thing that I worried about, actually, when I saw how far the house was away, um, it was a little bit of a drive, but after seeing it and getting there and realizing how much space there was, I liked it a lot. Um, I think the draft room was, uh, perfect in its size and its usefulness as a bar hangout area also pretty much all weekend. Um, but, uh, of course, getting to see everybody again was a good thing, and, uh, it seems like it gets bigger every year, especially now that most people's better halves are coming along for the trip. Also, it makes it a big party. You know, it's um, it's a fun time. Uh, it, as far as like the draft procedures and stuff, when I think it was awesome. Uh, somebody said we got done in record time with the draft, and uh, it seemed like it went pretty quick. You know, it, and, uh, it did. It went very fast. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed whipping everybody at Cornhole, too. That was a, that was a
0: plus. <laughs> <laughs> that was. There were some pretty uh, pretty lopsided matchups there. So maybe maybe yeah. some folks could get some practice in in the next 11 months before next year's draft. Yeah, yeah. We need to, we need to start some tournaments going on. In that.
1: As, uh, and then, of course, the presentation was awesome. That's my favorite thing is I'm sure a lot of people enjoy that also. That's the one thing that I look forward to the most probably
0: out of the whole ordeal. You do a pretty good job on that. Well, I, I appreciate it, man. It's it's a lot of fun to put it together. Um, it was interesting to get that video from Chris about a week before the draft oh, yeah. so that I had to kind of cut and paste some of that. That all kind of filled in. But, yeah, I was I was impressed, other than the fact that the roof leaked and there were some random birds living in the house. Um, yeah. I was impressed with the house. I thought it was good. Pottsboro was a little bit – further than than i expected honestly when i think of lake texoma i i guess i didn't realize it's like two and a half hours away but i don't know that that was a huge deal but it did kind of get us away i I like like you i really like the fact that this is turning into a huge event every year and we have 30 people there you know when we first started this it was just 14 dudes well i'm sorry 13 dudes and hannah in a room and, uh, and, and drafting. And, and it just, it's so much more fun when we get everybody there, all the, the better halves and, and everybody getting together. I really wish we could do this a couple times a year. Maybe we should do this for the championship or in another house and everybody get together or something like that. So um, I'm, I'm glad it, I'm glad it went well. Is there anything you can think of that we should do differently for next year's draft? Um
1: I don't really see anything that needs to be changed. I'm sure there's other opinions out there, but um I thought everything went pretty smoothly. Like I say, um I actually enjoyed that house a lot, you know. Um as long as we can keep finding places like that, we're not having to sit on top of each other because everybody had plenty of room to spread out, you know. But as far as um the draft itself, I think everything went fine. So I don't I really don't see any changes everything's been working pretty smooth as far as i can tell
0: yeah i know clayton brought up the idea of renting a house in new braunfels and everybody going on a river trip you know maybe getting there and doing a a three-day weekend or something like that where everybody floats the river on friday and and you know has the draft on saturday it's hard enough for us to be awake enough on saturday to have the draft, let alone after a day on the river. So I I could see that being a challenge, but, um, but I would be interested in, in other venues. After I left, I realized whenever I'm searching for a draft house, basically anytime I'm looking for any kind of rental house, I always default to looking for something near water because that's what we're always looking for. You know, a river or a lake or something to do stuff by, but I realized that we never leave the house. So I'm wondering if we just need to find some huge barn dominium or something way out in the, you know, boonies uh, that might actually be a little bit cheaper than somewhere near water, but that has a whole lot of space and room for us to go outside and do lots of stuff. So I don't know. It kind of made me rethink how to start looking for the draft house, but I think you're right that that house was great. The big, big, huge room that we all fit in. There's plenty of room for everybody to sleep. Um, I, I think it was wonderful yeah definitely so moving on to the power rankings do you think that your team was ranked properly now I'm going to coach that with the fact that you were ranked number three so you you might have some complaining you know two spots and all but do you think that your team was ranked properly um actually I think it was
1: probably ranked just right um and after seeing that I that you ranked me in third, I did notice that, um, you were ranked third last year, but you wound up winning, right?
0: That's a exactly very, interesting, yeah, very interesting, yeah, very interesting thing yeah. to notice. That so uh, uh, maybe we're starting a trend. <laughs> yeah, but um,
1: you know, I think I got ranked just right because I got a. I think I have a major problem on my team, which is um, when golf is my QB too. Now I know you said that he was a he would be a good filler, but um, there's a few others that after I went back and I looked at the draft, there's a few others that I, I wasn't paying attention to that I could have gotten, like Carson Wentz or Tua or even uh, Zach Wilson, and um, I think Wilson's going to have a good year after watching him in preseason. You know, I'm pretty hyped up on that guy. Um, and it's common knowledge that the Lions have always sucked, but I didn't realize that they have such a crappy receiving quarter for him to throw to also, so that's going to make it pretty hard. And I think Swift is probably going to carry that team to their one-win season if he can stay (laughs) healthy. (laughs) But uh, other than that, my IDPs could have been better, but, you know, once that door swings open where everybody starts picking them, everybody kind of rushes in all at one time, so it's kind of hard to stack them deep. Um, But I think that Mahomes will make up for the slack of golf as, as long as he doesn't pull a manning and throw 10 interceptions before his first touchdown like he did with me that one year. <laughs> but,
0: um, yeah, other than that, I think my team's pretty rounded. everywhere. I, I really, I agree. Um, uh, obviously I ranked you number three, but I think that Patrick Mahomes is really one and a half quarterbacks, if not more. And so he really makes up for what Jared Goff may lack and I think you getting Derrick Henry to be able to fill that, and and Keenan Allen and DK Metcalf. I mean, you've you've got some pretty stellar guys, along with Mark Andrews. I couldn't believe you got Mark Andrews that late. Uh, he's a great tight end. He might be. He could be the best tight end. And so, yeah,
1: especially with the receivers banged up on the Ravens and stuff.
0: Yeah. So I wouldn't worry about golf too much because yeah, the Lions are going to be terrible. I think I agree. They might win one game all season. And their receivers are terrible because all their decent receivers are gone now. So uh, you know, I don't think golf is going to be the worst quarterback, but he's not going to do great. But I think that like you said, Mahomes will definitely make up for it and really help you uh, you be okay. So <clears throat> was there any team that really stood out? now I, I have to, say that originally Chester was going to be on the podcast with us and he was unable to be here due to last minute changes. And so um, Chester was ranked 14th. So I was really looking forward to seeing how Chester felt about his rank. (laughs) But is there any team that really jumped out at you that didn't seem right if you were looking over the rankings whether it be Nick and Sean and that just made me sick to put Nick and Sean one and two or Chester at 14 or anything like that
1: well when we get when we get to uh making our weekly picks I'll talk about Chester's team a little bit more in <laughs> that but man as far as the best team for the season there's a lot that can be said about that I think A lot of the teams this year have good running back combos, but average wide receiver combos, and then vice versa. Um, uh, And of course, um, a few of the teams have already had some of their most promising players get hurt already. And their backups were already on other people's teams, which kind of tipped the scales, so to to speak, you know. Um, And out of all the rookies that are in the league this year, I think a lot of them are going to be exciting to watch. But if you looked at everybody's rosters right now this minute and say that everybody's going to stay healthy, then believe it or not, I think Brady has a pretty good shot um, of doing pretty good this year. I don't know if he'll win it or not, but I bet he's going to break his curse of getting eighth or ninth place uh, like he has been. Um, And then, of course, I'd be doing myself a disservice if I didn't include myself in that conversation also. But at the end of the day, I think probably Brady, Sean, or me – might win it all, and I did have Hannah as a front runner before Dobbins got hurt. But maybe Hines will be a bright light for her. His coaches are saying that they want to get him more involved and things like that. And uh, but all in all, I think the league is closer than what it has been before, as far as the how equal the teams are. And I yeah, think, I... Uh, as long as Nick doesn't win it, I think everybody will be happy too. <laughs> so.
0: Well, the pattern for the past four years has been Nick, me, Nick, me. So Nick is due, (laughs) but um, uh, you know, I agree that the difference in the number one team and the number 11 team is not near what it used to be. I mean, we really used to have, and maybe that's why it was easier. You know, the, the first four or five years we did this league, I picked the champion. Uh, most uh, like three out of five, or I, I don't remember what it was. And maybe I was able to do that because the league was a little more one-sided. We all didn't really know what we were doing yet. And everybody was still kind of learning how to adjust to each other and to fantasy football as a whole. And now we've all been doing this for a while and everybody's kind of gotten used to things. And so everybody's drafting good teams. There's not a team. I think I said that in the power rankings, there's not a team that doesn't have a whole and that's because there were so many good draft picks, so many people making good draft picks that one team wasn't able to stack up, you know, at every single position. And so, um, you know, I, I think you're right. I think the folks are getting better and, and things are more competitive and the power rankings, they always mean nothing. Um, but when you take a look at them, I, I really do think that, like I said, 1 to 11, you have teams that any of those could step it up and, and win and do really well.
1: Yeah. And, of course, you know, COVID's going to come into play on that too, on knocking guys out back and forth. So, there's no telling, you know, Chester might actually win it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's not go that far.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we're going to pick the matchups here in just a minute, but I have just a couple of week one trivia questions for you that I wanted to run by you just to see if these surprised you, OK? Um, I took a look I'm not going to know the answers on any of them. <laughs> but I'll do my best. I took a look at historic trends for week one. And what's happened in our league? And I looked at how the champion fared in week one every single year of the league. If you had to guess, we've had 12 seasons, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve seasons. Ooh. Out of 12 seasons, how many times did the champion, the eventual champion, win week one?
1: Out of the 12 seasons, I would say
0: six times. So the champion actually won 10 times out of 12. What that tells us is if you lose week one, your chances of becoming a champion, according to the randomness of the past 12 years, diminish significantly. Um, I hate to just ruin the season for people in (laughs) September, but 10 times out of 12, ironically, the only two times a champion has lost in week one and gone on to win the championship was in 2012, which was Clayton, and 2016, which was also Clayton. That's amazing. (laughs) So then I looked at last place the person that finished last place and how they fared week one if you had to guess how many times did the person who finished last lose in week one and keep in mind the first two years were the deliverer who only won like three games ever so you can pretty much chalk up those two to losses yeah
1: How many times did they lose week one? I'm going to say
0: every time. Very, very close. It was 11. It was 11. It was 11. In 2014, the, the team that came in last place won week one. Ironically, once again, that was Clayton. So basically, <laughs> we know that if you win in week one, you have a decent shot, a better shot of going on to be a champion. If you lose in week one, you have a better shot of being in last place. Unless you're fucking Clayton, nobody has any clue what's going to happen with that guy. But it was interesting to see some trends. Uh, happy birthday, Clayton, by the way. Just yeah, throwing birthday. that in there. Um. So the, the last thing that I looked at as far as just kind of setting the season up and, and trends was because we're going to have more actual like player trivia later in the season, but we can't really do that. Cause nobody's played yet. Yeah. So I looked at where people have drafted and where the champion or where the, the uh, people have drafted and where they finished. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you had to guess, and I'm thinking about, so you had the number one overall draft pick this year, the number one overall draft pick has Averaged finishing in seventh place in our twelve seasons. Okay, mm-hmm. the number fourteen overall draft pick has averaged finishing in eighth place. Now, there's a lot kind of in the middle, but there's a couple that stand out. If you had to guess, what draft position do you think has historically finished best?
1: I would say uh, third. The third draft position. Why do you think the third? Um I don't I don't know. I got some kind of a crazy thing in my head that's telling
0: me that. <laughs> well, that it's actually again? close it's actually close to third. It's actually 5th. So, okay. somehow the person who's drafted 5th has averaged finishing in 4th place um, throughout the 12 years. That kind of seems a,
1: wild to me. That seems too close to the middle. Well, I mean, there's 14 of us now, so that's not really that close to the middle, but that, does, but that doesn't
0: if, seem bad to me. I, if you think about it, I was thinking similar to you, where you have guys with who are getting guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and um, those type of guys, even like Peyton Manning back in the day, in those top three picks. And so I thought the Drew Brees and those type of guys were winning a lot of championships, Um, But fifth is just outside of that. Now fifth, you're still getting a great quarterback, but um, that could be a total fluke in that three or four champions had had the fifth pick just randomly. Um, But it could, it could be a trend. Ironically third has finished an average of 10th place in 12 season. So, and fourth has finished an average of ninth place. So I don't know that that really means anything. I thought that we've had a group of four or five people that finish in the playoffs most years. That the like tenth through fourteenth picks would be higher, but they're really not. They're like eighth, seventh, ninth, um, stuff like that. And so, and of course, Brady coming in the middle and just constantly finishing eighth—that just ruins all the all the trends in there. So, yeah, you'd almost uh, think that
1: the that the. First, second, third, and then, you know, the 12th, 13th, 14th would probably be the best finisher since they get the, the closer back-to-backs, you know what I'm saying? But
0: I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's what I was kind of thinking, but uh, I don't know. That was, that was interesting to see. So I want to move on and take a look at our matchups for this week. We have seven matchups, and we're going to start with Clayton's team, the Shithawks, versus the Mighty Meerkats in a Richardson showdown. Uh, right now, Patrick is slated to, he's projected to win by 10 points. So who do you think is going to take this one? I'm going to get the, the quarterbacks
1: out of the equation right off the bat, but I'm still going to talk about them. I think Mm -hmm. Burrow is going to come back strong and overwhelm Minnesota as will Brady with the Cowboys. But even though Cleveland has been coming along, and has a pretty good offense now. I think Mayfield has to make it happen in KC, and he's not going to be able to do that. And I think Carr is going to have a hard hard time against the Ravens deal. So um, it's kind of back and forth after that, going down each position on the teams. But I think Clayton's team has more question marks for the week as, as far as how the players are going to perform. And Patrick's defense is more stacked, so I'm going to give it to the Meerkats on week one.
0: I have to agree with you. Um, I'm going to go with the meerkats as well, because I I just uh, there are some questionable spots on Clayton's roster. I think Damian Harrison, Daryl Henderson, at any time, they could put up two points and it wouldn't be that big of a surprise. Daryl Henderson could have two or three bad runs. And Sonny Michelle comes in and does well. And then Henderson's on the bench the rest of the game. Um, Damian Harris, there's so many different moving parts in that Patriots offense. And I think that he would have to stay hot in order to stay on the field because they have so many different pieces that they want to try out. They're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. They know it. And they want to identify who's going to be best on their team. Um, So out of that, I, I think that that gives Patrick the advantage um, and I, I do like Joe Burrow, man. I'm, I'm really interested to see how he's going to come back and how he's going to do. Um, I, I think that he's going to do well. I'm not as big on Baker Mayfield, but playing against the Chiefs, he might just have to throw the ball a ton of times because Mahomes is putting up 45 points in week one. So, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see, but I, I think that I'm going to take Patrick in that one as well. So, our next matchup is the Bukaki Bandits versus the Golden God. Do you think – what do you think about Nick versus Clint? This one was kind of hard for me. Um, I think each
1: team's running backs were going against some good defenses in week one. Um, both Clint and Nick's – Team defenses, though, are probably going to dominate since they're playing against the Giants and the Dolphins. So, I see them scoring a lot of points from that. Clint probably needs to drop somebody and get Garoppolo just to make sure he has another starting QB, which I believe he'll probably do. But um, I think that this game is going to get decided by their running backs, actually. Um, I expect big things from Gibson this year also. So, if Clint has two quarterbacks, I'm going to give it to him, Gibson, Edwards Hilaire by a small margin.
0: Yeah, that is is interesting. I I definitely think that, I mean, obviously, Clint's going to drop Lance for Garoppolo and have him, but, you know, it kind of sucks. One thing I talked about in the power rankings in that situation is you look at Trey Lance is projected to get two points which tells me that they're planning on putting him in the offense at some point. We don't know. You fought the whole Drew Brees, Taysom Hill thing, or I guess it was Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill at that point. And um, you know what it's like to have your quarterback on the field and then them bring someone else in to run two or three plays and maybe two or three plays in the, in the red zone. So um, that's a kind of a crappy setup, but man, Lamar Jackson, if he put up 35 points, I don't think any of us would be surprised. And so, yeah, I think, he's actually, end,
1: I think he's actually projected to be the the number one QB this week, even over Mahomes he? on some yeah. on some sites that I've
0: seen. So, I mean, Duke can run, and he he had a down year last year and was still pretty darn good. So, um, I'm with you. I'm interested to see if Gus Edwards can actually play is going to be the starter for the Ravens because nobody really knows what's going to happen with the Ravens backfield. Basically Um, Edwards is slated to be the starter starter, but I'm interested to see how he handles that. But in the end, I do think that it is Clint. And so I'm going to agree with you and say that the team that I picked number one in the power rankings is going to lose week one which clearly diminishes their chances to win the championship but that's okay because if nick doesn't win the championship i don't think anyone other than nick will be very upset <laughs> so um our next matchup is first or worst which is a, a terrible name for brady because i don't see him <laughs> finishing first or worst um versus yeah, exactly. <laughs> Versus Team Ramrod. This is actually one of the closest projected matchups of the week, with uh Brady projected to get 174 and Muirhead projected to get 171. What do we think is gonna happen this week? Um, yeah,
1: as you said, this is an evenly matched game. I think it's gonna be a good game. Um I don't think Tua is going to do good in New England, though. Um, And as I said before, I like Zach Wilson, but Carolina's DBs are ranked pretty good. They're not at the top, but they're pretty tough. Um, So he's going to have his work cut out for him there. Um, The wide receivers overall, I give to Brady, but Clint's got the number one, of course. Um, Clint also has some good running backs in Elliott and Barkley, but – it's yet to be seen how Barkley will perform, or even if he gets a full game of playing time in this week, for that matter. Uh, team Ramrod looks good this year, but I'm going to give this one to, to Brady. First or worst for the win.
0: Man, I, I'm I'm not a fan of agreeing on everything, but so far we are three for three. <laughs> um, you know, in the end, I, I think Clint's team has potential. Uh, you know, his first four picks – Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams, Saquon, and, and Zeke. I don't know that there's ever been four players better uh, picked in the first four rounds, yeah. but this particular week, I think, is rough for him because, just like you said, nobody knows if Saquon's going to be able to play the whole game. Um, Zeke has looked great. I haven't watched a ton of the Cowboys games, but I finished Hard Knocks last night, and he looked amazing in you know how they cut all that together, but. We know that Zach Martin is out. He tested positive for COVID this uh, weekend, so he won't be able to get out of the protocol before the game tomorrow. And uh, who is it? Lyle Collins was... Possibly injured, and they had some kind of people moving in and out. It really sounds like they're basically going to put, you know, a cutout of Larry Allen on the front uh, line so that there can be somebody blocking for Zeke. And I, I just don't know that he's going to be able to play as well with a, a patchwork front line. Um, plus, I, I'm interested to see if Dak is just going to throw the hell out of the ball with his first game back. And Saquon, I mean, they may only give him like 10 touches and then say, hey, you need to sit because, number one, the Giants are going to suck this year. And maybe they don't want (laughs) to completely ruin him. But they're playing the Broncos, so maybe they have a chance at winning and and they'll leave him out. But I just don't think those guys will have full workloads. I do think that Kyler Murray is amazing. Uh, I think he could be the number one quarterback. It really wouldn't surprise me. And Kamara, you know, playing against the Packers, the Saints may have to put up a lot of points. And so I think those two guys along with, I mean, Darren Waller against the Ravens defense could be tough, but uh, I think in the end it's, it's Brady all the way in this one. So let's see if we can disagree. I don't know. When we get to get some and Michael, am I gay? Uh, Sean versus Chris, another close matchup. One seventy seven to one seventy two are the projections. Chip, what do you think? Um,
1: Sean's got got this one in the bag. That's all I'm gonna say about that.
0: <laughs> Just lock it down.
1: That's Sean's got it. I didn't do too much. Uh, too much stuff on that. I'm a. I mean, Chris has the young QBs, but I think Herbert's gonna be good. I know you're talking about. A lot of the teams have had um a chance to see him play now, but I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be a a good quarterback for them. He's gonna be in the league a long time. He's gonna produce. Lawrence didn't really have that great of a preseason that I saw. Um and then of course he has Jefferson and Godwin. But um I don't know how good Swift will be. He has the potential to be a top ten running back, of course, but if he can carry Detroit the whole year, he might break down pretty quick. Um, but I'm kind of interested to see what Pitts is going to do also, you know, yeah. and then uh, Sean's got a good set of running backs and Stafford, I think Stafford's going to kill it in Los Angeles this year. That was a big upgrade for them. So – but, yeah, I, did, I really didn't do too much on this. I just
0: I just don't want Chris to win this one. <laughs> well, um, uh, you know, I, I'm interested to see DeAndre Swift. He's actually finally coming back full speed and is able to play. But the problem is, is like we talked about earlier, the Lions are going to be awful. And so if they're playing against the Niners, how much is Swift going to be able to run the ball if the Niners are running up and down the field? Uh, I'm not sure. It is interesting to see what Mike Davis could possibly do with Sean having Matt Ryan and and Calvin Ridley. Ultimately, I think Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley are going to clearly outscore Mike Davis by a ton. Um, but there is a chance that the Chris could steal some points away from Sean in that in that span. I could see a, a situation where you know. Mike Davis gets two touchdowns, and that's close to all that the Falcons score. And then Sean has Pitts, Ryan, and Ridley, who may not score zero, but they're not scoring their 25 and 12 that they are projected to get. So if that happens, which I'm not going to say is likely, but it could happen, then Chris would have a decent shot. As well as the only time Trevor Lawrence looked good in the preseason was the last week against the Cowboys, but he was playing against all their backups because they weren't actually playing anybody. But the Jags had to go out there and actually try to play like a real team because they're not going to be very good either. Luckily they're playing quite possibly the worst team in the history of football in the Houston Texans week one. So <laughs> I'm just lucky that I have a fucking fantasy team to root for because I the Texans would probably get smoked by Clemson who lost on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so I'm Maybe. actually going to go with Chris. I think I'm going to take Chris on there this one go. and, um, uh, and you take Sean and we'll see, see how it goes. <sighs> the next matchup is code name, Duchess current champion stellar podcaster, just all around good looking dude <laughs> against the big dick players in Jessica. Jessica's actually projected to win right now, 167 to 161. Um, Chip, how do you think I'm going to do? This is a kind of an
1: interesting matchup. Um, Jessica's really been bringing the Heat since she started playing with us. And uh, I think she makes some pretty good decisions with him um, from what I've seen last year and the draft this year. Um, I'm not big on her IDP picks, though, having three linemen. Um, I think that's probably going to hurt, not just hurt her this week, but possibly for the entire season. Um, other than that, I believe her team is, is good. Um, both of y'all have great running backs, the combos that y'all have. And um, other than Lockett and um, uh, I think it'll be fun to see how good all the other wide receivers that each of y'all have do this year because they're all talented and I think they're all ready to take it to the next level um I do like Chenault better than Sutton at the moment um and I'm nervous as to how Wentz is going to perform because I think he still might be iffy as far as his mobility and stuff but um I'm actually going to call it for Jessica on this one seeing as how you're also missing two roster spots right now (laughs)
0: well i um i am gonna pick up a defense i think i'm gonna wind up dropping Traquan smith tonight basically what i was doing was i wasn't sure i thought Traquan smith had a shot at being the saints number one overall receiver but he didn't come back healthy I i thought three four weeks ago whenever the draft was that he would have a shot to come back and he would be a good stash. And I I may think about dropping someone else, but he really has not done anything. So I've just been trying to wait till the last minute on that. And I'm going to go ahead and drop probably him for a defense, maybe tonight. Um, I was actually, it's funny you say Sutton versus Chenault. I was leaning towards playing Chenault because the Jags are playing against the Texans. And it worries me that, man, I'm scared the Broncos aren't going to be very good. And I have one of their wide receivers and their tight end. And I think what's interesting is in our match, in my matchup with Jessica, uh, we each have, there's three Broncos pass catchers. And out of the three, I'm starting two and she has the best one. And Jerry Judy, I think is better than both of my Broncos. And so that doesn't really excite me. I'm thinking about putting Chenault in there, but that'll be one of those things I probably don't finalize until like 11 o'clock Sunday morning, trying to take a look and see what, what happens. Um, I I feel like I have to pick myself in week one. (laughs) Otherwise I I just, uh, you know, this isn't in the power rankings. I really do try to be unbiased and pick evenly. I have picked myself to not make the playoffs before um, but right now I, I, I feel like I have to pick myself. I will probably if the honey badger has COVID I'll, I have a guy in my IR spot. That's just there. He was just somebody that, uh, William gay, I'm going to drop him so I can keep honey badger and I'll pick up a defensive player. So I'll fill oh, those two yeah. roster spots, but, um, but I think it's going to be close. I, I really do. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jessica beat me. Cause you're right. This may be the best running back combination between both teams with Chubb and Mixon versus Taylor and Cook in the league. It's it's pretty outstanding. And and you're right, Jessica's team is pretty darn good. Um so yeah, she's
1: got uh she's got claypool too, right? She does. Yeah, she does. That that dude's pretty
0: awesome. I like him too. So, so um up next, we have two two matchups left. Um, we have, this is the year 2.0 versus IR and Chester, if Chester were coming on tonight, he was going to talk about his history of injuries and how it's affected his team negatively. Um, he says he found some research that shows that about 50% of the time his team gets screwed by injuries. And I looked up some numbers and I was going to disagree with him, but we'll save that for another time. Um, but right now Chester is projected to lose, By 20 points to Hannah, Um, Chip, how do you think this is going to go? Yeah, okay. So, Chester has two
1: QB wide receiver combos with Prescott and Cooper and Jones and Shepard. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be in the stat line as a champ having a QB wide receiver combo that you showed this year at the presentation (laughs) because of my experience with the past Giants QB. And um, hopefully Jerry Jones isn't blowing smoke up everybody's butt about Prescott and he's actually good to go. Um, Cooper also came out this week and said, he's the best wide receiver in the league. Well, I say, prove it. I would love nothing more than to see him go for 1500 yards and 15 touchdowns, you know, get the Cowboys in the playoffs. But, um, and i I do really, and I mean, I really like Zavin Collins. That dude is a beast. I was watching his uh his college film the other day, and he's he's huge, man. I would almost bet he's probably going to score more points on a weekly basis than Daniel Jones if I put money on it. Almost, um, I think Chester probably also needs to start uh Monster against the against Detroit instead of Bernard, but um. In the end, I don't think he's going to be able to overcome the 20 projected point deficit, and Hannah's going to win this one by a mile.
0: Yeah, I have to say, uh, like I said earlier, I, I finished watching – I watch hard knocks every year. I think it's it's really interesting to watch. And, um, and every year the team that's on it, I feel like they are amazing. And that's only because I've watched all their practices and I see them as real people and I see them doing different things. And this year was no different. Uh, watching the Cowboys and watching Dak, and uh, they really featured Dak and Amari Cooper in the episodes that I watched last night, and they look amazing. Dak is is obviously coming off. They showed how slow Dak was taking it. He was on a pitch count on all the practices, um, but man, he's going to have to sling it tomorrow against the Bucks. They are going to have to really go nuts because I think Tom Brady's just going to you know, come out swinging and he, that dude doesn't give up. He's going to keep throwing and keep throwing and keep throwing. And so I th- could see Dak and Cooper doing well tomorrow. Um, at the same time, I agree with you on Giovanni Bernard. Nobody really knows what's going to happen with him. It wouldn't surprise me tomorrow if he had two touchdown receptions. It wouldn't surprise me if he had one point. Um, it's really such a wide range of outcomes when it comes to that Hannah has Ronald Jones who another bucks running back, but I think he has the opportunity to be a little bit more consistent. He doesn't quite have the ceiling that Giovanni Bernard has, but he also doesn't quite have the floor that he has. So, um, I, I think that if Ronald Jones gets right around eight points or so that that'll be pretty, pretty standard. I'm actually looking at this and seeing that I'd be surprised if Hannah left Cleveland's defense in playing against Kansas city. I know that they were ranked pretty high in the, in the rankings for team defenses, but I I don't know that Hannah looked at week one and saw that they were playing the chiefs. Um, maybe, maybe she'll leave them in there, but they're only projected to get four points, which is really low for a team defense. That's, that's kind of surprising. Um, Overall, man, I think I think you're right. It's surprising to see Dak and Cooper on one team, and me not picking them. But I do think that Hannah's going to win this week because it seems like Dak and Cooper are kind of all that Chester has. I, I do think Aaron Jones could, you know, um, blow up. Obviously, he's projected to get 14 points, but Chester just lacks some you know, guys around them. I I don't see, I could see Gronk and Bernard if he leaves them both in the starting lineup getting one point tomorrow. So uh, I really don't know that that's going to do him well. And I think overall Hannah's team is better and better this week. So I'm going to go with Hannah. So we have one more. Um, It just so happens to be your matchup with Joel. Um, so tell us why you're gonna win this week.
1: Um, this is gonna be pretty short and sweet. This this is my prediction. Uh Big Ben does not get it done in Buffalo. Uh Winston, although he's looked good this preseason, I think he's gonna have a hard time since they're gonna be playing in Jacksonville and not at home. Uh Mahomes is Mahomes, and I think golf is gonna get absolutely obliterated by the 49ers this week. <laughs> um so that leaves Metcalf and Diggs. I think they're going to cancel each other out, but I think Keenan Allen's going to cover Thielen. Um, McCaffrey might put up 50 points against the Jets, but I think I've got this game won, but it's probably going to be closer than what the projections show.
0: I definitely agree that it's going to be closer than what the projections show. Uh, Joel's team is, is pretty good. They, they really are. Uh, Stefan Diggs and Thielen and McCaffrey are, are really good. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Kareem Hunt does this week playing Kansas City. I don't know how much they're going to be able to run the ball. And with that being said, I, I don't know how much Kareem Hunt it will, you know, will match up whether they keep Chubb in or whether they put Hunt in. I think there could be a chance that maybe Hunt comes in on a lot of passing plays and stays on the field longer if they get behind. But uh, I really don't know that that's going to happen. That's such a, a weird you know, set up with two really good running backs. Um, But I I do think Joel's team is pretty good. Whenever I'm breaking down these matchups, I start with the first three positions. Um, I think it's close, but I think that you win quarterback only because of Mahomes, because 33 points from Mahomes sometimes could be nothing. I mean, that guy really, if, if he put up 39, 40, it wouldn't be that big of a surprise. And there are going to be weeks. You're going to love having Patrick Mahomes. Uh, there are going to be weeks where he's going to outscore the, the other teams, both quarterbacks. And so I had that last year in Aaron Rodgers, where he was just outscoring everybody and it's just the greatest feeling ever. And so there are few, very few weeks where I would pick the, uh, the other team that you're playing in quarterbacks in wide receivers, you both have really good wide receivers. Um, but I'm going to give the slight edge to you as well, because DK Metcalf is unbelievable. And I think that, like you said earlier, Carson Wentz for the um, Colts is not a hundred percent. He's not, they, they may not have had enough time to practice together. And so the Seahawks may just absolutely blow out the Colts and DK Metcalf could be great. Keenan Allen, Corey Davis has been, you know, uh, huge in the preseason, even though I don't think the jets are very good. I think that uh, Corey Davis could be pretty darn good. And with Stefan Diggs playing in Pittsburgh um, or I'm sorry, in Buffalo against Pittsburgh, then, you know, I don't know Pittsburgh's defense. Isn't what it used to be. There's no Troy Palomalu back there chasing him down, but it's still Steelers. And so I would give wide receiver to you. And then running back is where it's a little bit closer. I do think that Miles Sanders is better than Kareem Hunt and McCaffrey and Henry are so close. It's funny that Henry is actually projected to get more points this week. I think McCaffrey outscores Henry, but I think Miles Sanders is just enough to where you would win the running back position as well. Um, So in the end, I think you're going to win, but I think you're right on the money when you say it's going to be a lot closer it wouldn't surprise me if you scored 180 and Joel scored 175. Um, it's going to be close, and it, I think it'll be a good one. So, overall, what do you think of your first time on the podcast, Chip? It was
1: awesome. I've had a great time. I actually had to uh, put my mind to it and do some thinking for this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's enjoyable. I'd love to do
0: it again. Good man. Good. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's it's fun to do. It's fun to get together every week and do something and um you know put something out there. I'm interested to hear everybody's ideas and thoughts on how things will will turn out. I'm hoping we'll be able to do this every week i thought that wouldn't be a problem at all and then i wasn't able to get one out for like three weeks after the draft because of work so we'll we'll see but more than likely we will have one every single week where we'll go through pick the matchups make fun of chester's team and just kind of do everything we can every single week (laughs) so all right well thank you everybody good luck to everybody week one um champions are going to win this week Last place folks are going to lose this week and nobody knows what the fuck Clayton's going to do, but happy birthday, buddy. (laughs) We will see y'all next week.